Hi, everyone. This is Abhishek from ShakeTheCosmos.com. My guest today is Sean Lee. Sean is a serial entrepreneur having launched and sold multiple businesses over the past 10 years. He has founded a co-working space in downtown LA, multiple e-commerce companies focused on inbound content marketing for DIY products and numerous podcasts. Sean is super passionate about connecting people and sharing collective knowledge, which is why he's currently building a business around podcasting as a service and a content media network focused on university alumni. And he's also a recent MBA graduate from Berkeley. So you see Berkeley, go Bears. Go Bears. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to talk with you today, Sean. Thank you so much for making the time. Thank you so much for having me on. Awesome. Well, uh, we're going to get right into it. So um, I'm, I've already learned so much from you by talking to you just the past few days about podcasting. But let's get into how did you, what was your journey into podcasting? How did you get into this? Well, first off, I have to commend you, Abhishek, for uh, you know, launching Shake the Cosmos. I listened to the recent episodes and as I was sharing with you yesterday, I really enjoy how authentic you are and your guests are. Uh, and thank you for, for, for the listeners, uh, Abhishek, you know, started this interview beforehand with a meditation and I thought that was really thoughtful and, uh, and I really enjoyed it. You're giving away my secrets, man. Like, <laughs> Hey, this, this is the tell law of podcasting, right? <laughs> that is a good point. You're right. You're right. Uh, yeah. I'd love to hear your journey. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, you know, I've always been an avid, uh, radio listener just growing up. And to this day, I listen to a lot of NPR. Uh, I, I, I only listen to music, I think, when I need to uh, think about something. But I'd say 95% of the time when I'm in the car, I'm listening to NPR. Whether it's uh, you know, Radio Lab or This American Life or just you know, regular KPCC in Southern California, which I'm a big supporter of. Yeah. Uh, so that really uh, inspired me to, um, to just do something at Haas when I, when I joined Haas. Uh, Berkeley Haas did not have a podcast when I started. And I thought that was very odd for a, you know, like a tech school that we didn't have this medium to hear the voices of students, faculty, and administration on campus. And because I had prior media experiences, um, in my prior businesses in e-commerce, where we would, like, like you mentioned, shoot and produce DIY how-to content on YouTube for our clients. I translated those, uh, transferred, I should say, those skills into audio editing, which was much easier than video editing. I think initially, the fear that overcame me was the interview process, because I, I've never interviewed anyone before. Our DIY how-to videos was just, you know, one of us, me, me or my buddies standing in front of the camera, talking to the camera, right? Teaching people how to do stuff. And so once I got started, I, I started studying some of the greats, you know, Terry Gross, uh, Larry Mantle, again, that's NPR, um, and seeing how they interview people and just being very intentional about listening to how questions are asked. Right. Mm. 
Um, and I do have to preface that there are many kinds of podcasts. There are different styles, right? Ours, you know, mine with, with one Haas at Berkeley and, and Shake the Cosmos are an interview style. Then there's the informational style. Then there is the um, storytelling style, right? And, and I'm sure there's so much more. Yeah, and I appreciate this so much in the sense that you're bringing in your previous industry experience that you had and you translate it into this uh, podcasting and audio world. Um, and so this is, what are some other formats you're starting to talk about? So we're doing this interview format, but what are some other ones that um, people may not be familiar with? I think one of the most, well, one of the most powerful ones is, is definitely storytelling where we, uh, and this is something I'm experimenting with right now, which is, um, you create a, you interview the guests, but then you add narration, right? You add more, uh, color to the guests because sometimes an interview is only 15, 20 minutes, but you know, you, you lack the, the context um, of the backstory of the guest. And sometimes that helps a lot to give more color to and meaning, I think, and impact to the story. So that, that's definitely another style. That, that's very typical uh, Radio Lab style. <laughs> radio Lab style. So, and then what is the sort of like, what are the benefits of podcasting that you maybe found yourself or maybe it? Or are you in general that you're aware of? I, you know, this is funny because this was a discovery process. I didn't find um, initially podcasting to be all that superior. I thought video was the future and, you know, and still is the future, right? With, with TikTok and everything. But podcasting has its place, just like books have their place and magazines and articles. They, they, they just serve different purposes for, uh, you know, different audiences at different points in time of the day. Like sometimes I want to watch a video. Sometimes I want to read a book and sometimes I just want to listen to a podcast. And the benefit of podcasting is that it somehow is more personal and intimate. Mm. And I think what drives that typically is that you remove with, with most, most audio, you know, only interviews, you remove the visual layer, right? Which a is less distracting for the listener, but for the interviewee, for the people that are conducting the interview, it's also less, it's also less uh, distracting because you don't have to worry about your, like I am my body language or how I look, which I don't care because it's COVID and you know, I, haven't cut my hair in, in four months, but oh, it's yeah. totally okay. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. So it's almost like they're, I mean, are there, um, so there, it has, podcasting has its own place. And yeah, then, um, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I don't wonder, think it's going away. I don't think it's going away at all. Yeah. I mean, one thing I've heard, you know, people say is like, uh, when I tell them I have a podcast, they're like, oh yeah, everybody has a podcast. Mm. And, um, one thing I've also found is, um, apparently 80% of the podcasters quit in six months. Yeah. So I'm like, sounds well, I'll just be the 20%. I'll just yeah. keep, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like, that sounds like any business, actually, any startup, you know, things <laughs> people quit because they, 
I think they don't realize that anything that's good takes a long time to build. I mean, the One Haas podcast that I started for Berkeley has been around for for over two years now. Oh, wow. It doesn't feel that long, uh, but it's something that you kind of just chip away a little bit at a time. And if there's any advice I can give from an entrepreneurial standpoint, it's that you do the same with a business, right? I, I, I think these days there's too much of this narrative that uh, this fail quick, fail often, you know, fail hard, fail forward. Uh, I'm all about failing. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm all about making mistakes, but there's also something about giving yourself grace, right? Being deliberate, taking time uh, and patience to practice a craft, to hone a skill, to just do something for a while, right? Mm. The whole 10,000 hour rule, right? Um, and, and I think what's, that's what's the 10,000 hour rule actually. Oh, that's, that's a, uh, it's, it's, it was, I first read about it in Malcolm Gladwell's, uh, early book and, and tipping point. I think it was tipping point or, or blank. I forget, but it's the idea that you become an expert in something after spending roughly 10,000 hours. And that also calculates it's, it's either the 10,000 hour rule or the 10 year rule. Oh. Now, many people have said, you know, have been saying over the years since the book's been published and, and that research, I guess, um, that they've somewhat debunked this theory. Uh, but I, whether you debunk it, believe it or not, there is something to you spending a lot of time honing something and, and, and deliberately practicing something and becoming good at it. Uh, and that's something I foundationally believe is that I don't believe in passion. Like I, there's, there's another book I can reference called, um, I Cal Newport. I can already see uh, headlines <laughs> and billboard, by the way. I don't believe in passion. Sean I, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, th- there is definitely this passion myth and this prodigy or talent myth that, uh, I, I think just gets thrown around too quickly. You know, when people say, you know, follow your passion for a lot of people, how do we take it? How do we take that advice? I appreciate that. Yeah. Or or, or this person is super talented. Like how, how do we, how do we take that? um, How do we really take that into our lives? And I think what's more important is recognizing where can you focus and spend a lot of time on? to again, learn and deliberately practice and be student always and get so good where other people are, are then, you know, um, giving you some kind of recognition. And, and then you're, you're realizing, Hey, I, I enjoy doing this because I'm good at it. Not yeah. because I was born with it, you know? So. Yeah. And I mean, from your experience, because you know, you've launched and sold multiple businesses as well. So I appreciate kind of connecting the two because um, I guess I think about time, you know, spend someone spending a lot of time in crafting the podcast stuff. But what about sort of the money piece of it, uh, mm. making money piece of it? What are some opportunities there potentially? Or, or maybe that's sort of too early for people to think about. I, I mean, <laughs> I think the opportunity, and this is something I've been taking the time to discover the past couple of months, is the same with YouTube or Twitch is, uh, I mean, just right off the bat, 
if you can build an audience, then there is the potential for advertising, right? Mm. Revenues. Then there's the potential for sponsorships and, and partnerships, um, collaborations, things like that. But the, the problem with podcasting is that the platform is really behind the times. And when I say that, I mean that the platform itself, the podcasting platform, let's say, you know, the players, basically, mm. Apple, Spotify, um, Google Play, they, they are not created with the creators in mind. Right. And, and I say that because you look at YouTube and Twitch, there is this harmony between creators and audiences, right? Creators benefit um, from having more audiences, right? They, they get to monetize on their content and, and get support, financial support for their creations. Yeah. Right? So if I may, so just to reiterate, like, is it sort of those iTunes and Spotify's, they're really designed for the listeners but there isn't sort of an ecosystem for the creators to. That's correct. Right? So that's why it's behind. Oh no. Interesting. And it's, it's, and it's just budding. Like it's, it's just in the budding phases and we'll cover some of the resources, right. For creators later, but it's still in the nascent just period of podcasting. Um, and, and I personally think when I, when I looked at this and why this is, because we always have to ask why, is that podcast was an evolution of radio and radio was always treated as this uh, ephemeral content uh, platform, right? It, it wasn't meant to last. Like you heard it today and it's like, I don't need to hear it again tomorrow. I think podcast has evolved to a point where some of this content, like the, the interviews that we're conducting, it's not ephemeral. They, they're good three, five, maybe 10 years from now. Uh, people will still, they still might look it up and, and listen to it just like a book, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's really um, some, some of the advice and some of the knowledge that's shared is uh, from, from my, from my guests and your guests as well is really uh, it's, it's everlasting. It's evergreen. <laughs> evergreen. Yeah. I like that. And I've never thought about the pod, like the industry and the evolution and kind of putting where podcasting is in that evolution. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate kind of hearing, cause it, to me, that also speaks opportunity. Yeah. Like, you know, get in on it early. Like, you know, this is not we're, like, we're still like, is it on the decline here? <laughs> we're, we're still in the, the early, early days. And I say that even though people, everyone's saying, oh, like everyone has a podcast. Well, let's just look at the numbers, right? There are about, last I checked, I think late last year, there are about 900,000 podcast shows. Again, not all of them are still around, as you mentioned. Do you know how many YouTubers there are? There are no. like, I think 40 or 50 million YouTubers. No way. Cre- YouTube creators. Right now, I'm not talking about the, 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 the viewers. I'm talking about creators. There are 40, 50 million creators. And there's only 900,000 uh, podcast creators. It's, there, there's still so much room for, for growth. And the thing with the podcasting platform, going back to an earlier point, an earlier question that you asked was, you know, how is it different? Is it different? And I truly think it differentiates itself in that it is much more accessible than video. Right, you you can't drive and watch YouTube, right? Or you shouldn't, at least. <laughs> I guess you could, but you shouldn't. But you can drive and listen to a podcast. You can drive. You can 
you know, do your chores and listen to a podcast. Um, and, and that's something that is very unique to, uh, to audio is that you can run and listen to a podcast. You cannot do that with, with video <laughs> again, totally. you, you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. I think then, um, so, I mean, I mean, I've already drank the Kool-Aid, like I'm doing the podcast thing and you've got a great podcast as well. But like, what if someone's like, what is this thing? Like they're trying to get started, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, would love to get into dig deeper into a little bit of into that. Like what are, what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about someone just starting, they want to, they want to get a podcast. I think the first thing to think about is what would you like to share? right? Everybody has something to share, uh, whether it's a story, whether it's some, um, life experiences and lessons, you know, uh, stories bind us, right? I mean, I mean, th- there's, there's a reason why there's a word history. It's, it's got the word story in it. And, and the evolution of humanity is, is based on stories, right? We are where we are yeah. today because we know the stories passed down from our forefathers and and mothers and their forefathers and mothers, right? And that's how we got to where we are today. And so there's a lot of power to us sharing stories. Good. So I think that's a good place to start. That's the easiest place to start is just look at yourself and ask yourself, you know, what, what can I share with the world? Um, and, and help people, maybe hear my story and, and, and my trials and tribulations or my challenges and find comfort in that or find some learnings from that so they can avoid those mistakes. Right. And then if, if I, th- I think another easy path is just go do interviews, right? Go ask other people for their stories, go now go out and collect other people's stories. And there's, there's, there's going to be no shortage of that. There are a lot yeah. of people on this earth right? Even if I interviewed one person for us, right? As now these uh, semi-pro podcasters, even if I interviewed one person a day, that's, let's just say 365, let's just say 400 a year, right? right. Uh, I'm going to live for another ideally 50 years. What is that? 40, you know, 400 times 50, that's, uh, that's 20,000, I think, right? Is my math right? Uh, I'm finance. I should know this. Close enough. That's that's, that's twenty thousand people. Yeah, that that I can interview in my lifetime. <laughs> that is not even a drop in the ocean, right? Yeah. That's like a drop in the cosmos. <laughs> like drop like, in the cosmos. I like that. I and I really appreciate this. What you how you're going about it too, because I feel like at least um, the technology piece can be kind of overwhelming. Like. Oh, what are the tools I need? But then hold on. Like, what is it that, what is the story? Yeah. And who else maybe can interview some other guests yeah. that could have the same story. And, um, that's a really good point. Yeah, find, re- find a theme, right. That you care about that resonates with you or that you have experience. And maybe it's SEO, maybe it's, um, maybe it's coaching, right? Whatever it is, there's always a theme there's that, that you can center your show around. And it's, it's going to, it's going to evolve. So don't get too hung up on it. Right. Just like a business is going to pivot. Oh yeah. I remember, I, I remember using my cell phone for the first few pod check the Cosmos podcast recording. Cause the internet said, Hey, they're the freak, the, you know, they're like really expensive devices, but it, I've now 
matured to a mic. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that is the best way. If you were going to ask me how I would start, you know, if I didn't have the media background that I, I've, um, that I had is how I advise some of my friends to start is just, yeah, start with your iPhone. Sure. The quality isn't, you know, this thousand dollar microphone setup, but it gets the job done, right? It gets the story. It's about the story at the end of the day. Can you mm. get a good story? Right. And, and then if you can't get a good story, it doesn't matter what kind of equipment you have. Right. <laughs> so it, it's, if you have a great story and then as you, you work over time, build an audience and then improve your audio quality, then it's, it's just the cherry on top. Right. Yeah. But, and you've mentioned some podcast name and, you know, you've been listening to podcasts and stuff. Like I, when I think about stories, I think about like, I just think like, what are some podcasts that come to mind top of your mind that are doing a good job of the story piece? Um, I, I, so then people can kind of listen and learn from them, I guess. I always go back to, to NPR, this American life, you know, um, radio lab, those, those shows really narrate. I mean, they, if you dig into, cause they, they publish how they, uh, how they publish what their workflow is for every episode. They, they spend all week just to make like one episode. They record 12, like 12 hours of audio just to get maybe 15 minutes or five minutes of something, right? And there's just, they, they are master storytellers. So I, I would start there. And that, that stuff is easily available on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate that. I'll be sure, we'll be sure to include links to that in the podcast description as well. So just so people can go to that. And I mean, it sounds like you've, 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 well, you've changed my own perspective on this because it, it's almost sounds like a little bit of an art to it where, you know, you're going back to the basics, to right. like NPR and stuff. Uh, we haven't even talked about any tools yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that. So, and let's say, you know, um, you know, so there's a couple things. Let's say someone's figured out their story. Someone's figured out their th- uh, theme and they've got an iPhone or mm-hmm. a nice phone. Um, what is like, what is, what, what gets it, what can get them up and running at least? Sure thing. There's uh, the lowest hanging fruit um, is Anchor. There's a, a service called Anchor. I believe it's anchor.com. FM or, or something like that, but we'll be sure to include a link to that as well. I'll be sure to include a link to that. Yeah. Um, that it's just an app that you download. You can record on your phone, edit on your phone and publish on your phone. So anchor will host your content. I believe it's for free. Um, and it's just kind of an all in one service. Now, if you want to move up a little bit from that, um, then you have what I personally just, just switched to and use, which is red circle. Me so, too. Now I'm on that. Thanks to you. Uh, shake the cosmos. Uh, but thanks you for that. Cause I yeah. I'm saving like $120 per year. Yeah. I mean this back in the day by back in the day, I mean the past 10 years you had your uh, blueberry lip sing and Podbean. These were the top three podcast hosting services. And just to give our listeners some context is how the mechanics of podcasts actually work is that Apple doesn't store your podcast. Spotify doesn't host your podcast. It's all a stream. It's all a, an RSS feed, right? Your podcast, when you upload it into the internet, it's only stored in one place, which is your host. Um, and then you know, Apple, Google, or Spotify just streams from that one file. 
And the beauty of that is that um, before you had to pay for this hosting. Now it's free <laughs> and it should be because it's the costs on AWS or Amazon Web Services is just so, so low that it should be free. And so one of the services, um, actually, I think one of the few services that actually offer this free hosting is Red Circle, R-E-D. C-I-R-C-L-E. You can yeah. link. Well, I mean, full disclaimer, I'm not getting paid to Neither refer to I. these services. <laughs> I just I just I just love the their their mission and uh and what they're doing for podcasters. Yeah. Now, how do you connect to how do you get on Apple, right? How do you get on Spotify and Google? Well, it's built into Red Circle uh, or any hosting platform that you choose, is that there are the distribution channels that you sign up for and connect. And it's, they have, you know, step-by-step -step instructions on how to connect to these services and sign up. And the moment you do that, once you're all set up, every time you upload your episode to say your host, like Red Circle, then it automatically sends it out to all the players. And now it's accessible everywhere. Wow. I appreciate that. So, I mean, I mean, this is, this is now practical at this point, the host, the distribution and the story and the theme I mean, um, thank you so much for packaging it like that. And um, there, there's another big component of it. I'd realize I just missed, which is the oh editing. yeah, what is it? It's the editing. I mean, with, with ah. this is <laughs> there are two styles um, to podcast editing. Hmm. You can either not edit, <laughs> which is totally fine, right? If you had this Joe Rogan, right? Uh, it was a popular like live two, three hours. podcast, right? Yeah. If you have a two, three hour episode, you just want to, you know, shoot the, am I allowed to swear? Yeah. yeah go. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to just shoot the shits with your friends or with your guests yep. and just really have a genuine conversation, right? An open conversation. It's a raw unedited. Want, yeah. Raw and edited. Go for it. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Now, if you want something more polished and buttoned up, that sounds more like an NPR episode, then you do need to edit. And the editing process can either be done by yourself using tools that we'll link below. One of the big ones that we discovered recently was called Descript, where you, know, you upload your recording and it automatically transcribes the entire interview or recording. And then you can edit via text. You can edit the audio via your transcription. So if you delete... A sentence, changer. it deletes it from the audio, which is amazing. Uh, yeah. You can even move things around, just like how you would copy and paste in a Word file. You can copy this paragraph and move it somewhere else, and it'll move the audio as well. Um, that service is called Descript. It's very, you know, very inexpensive and cheap. So now, really, when we're look, looking at costs, you have uh, free recording on your iPhone, right, uh, or, or your, you know, Google Android device. Then you have free hosting. And the only thing you're really spending money on is this Descript service, which costs $10 a month to, to use it. It's actually the first three hours is free. Oh, so, so you just get low barrier to entry at least. Barrier to, you, you can literally started. do uh, six episodes a month if you're doing 30-minute episodes for free. Um, That's which, good enough for a minimal viable product to like get started and keep going. Yeah. Um, but if you, if you someday decide that, you know, you, you want to move up in production, then, then you enter the world of production, right? Then you have, you have audio engineers, audio mastering, uh, producers, all that stuff, which is the world that I'm starting to enter into. But you know what, starting out, just keep it simple. 
Keep it simple. I love that. Well, as we're wrapping up here, I really appreciate your time and uh, condensing it for the audience as well. Uh, any last minute shout outs or anything else you would like to share? Uh, you know, aside from the, the podcast I've been working on, uh, One Haas, uh, it's called One Haas on onehaas.org where we collect and share student stories uh, from Berkeley Haas, our, the MBA that Abhishek and I graduated from. And also I've pivoted into alumni stories where I'm focusing on alumni stories. The, the next thing that we're doing is branching out into other schools and collecting alumni stories across other schools around the nation. And ultimately, the site is not up yet, but ultimately they'll sit on a website in a domain called alumni.fm. I love that. Love that domain. You're a good job on that. <laughs> uh, awesome, man. Well, thank you so much. We'll be sure to include the links to One Haas in the podcast description as well. Um, thanks again for your time. Thanks, Avishak. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. Please hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week.